This is The Lydia Project, conversations with Christian women. Our name is inspired by the life-changing conversation that Lydia had with Paul, recorded in Acts 16. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of women whose lives have also been impacted by the truth of the gospel. Your hosts, Tori Walker and Taryn Hayes, hope that you too will be challenged and inspired by how the gospel truths are being worked out in the lives of their guests, ordinary women who serve an extraordinary God. Today, your host is Taryn Hayes. Hello, Lydia listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Lydia Project Book Club where Tori and I get to share some excellent Christian books with you. This month, we're going to be chatting about the brilliant book by Melissa B. Kruger called Growing Together, Taking Mentoring Beyond Small Talk and Prayer Requests. It's the both of us today. So Tori, can you perhaps give us the short summary of what this book is all about? Well, I think, yes, I can, Taryn. <laughs> I think the subtitle really explains a lot about the book actually taking mentoring beyond small talk and prayer requests so it's really a guided book for mentors and mentees to use in a mentoring discipleship relationship and it basically goes through some chapters that you can work through together with someone who you're mentoring and I think it's got loads of wisdom in it that's awesome I don't know about you, Tori, but when I was a young Christian in my 20s, one of my deepest desires was to have an older Christian woman who could mentor me, but I was just too shy to ask anybody that I, you know, I'd kind of spotted some woman that I thought I would love to learn from, but I was just too shy to ask. And I thought they'll probably be too busy to hang out with me. But when I read this book, I just wish I could take it and give it to 20-something-year-old Taryn and say, read this, this is good. Um, you can learn a lot from this. Um, what about you, though? What What did you think about mentoring relationships when you were much younger? Yeah, well, when I became a Christian, I think I was mentored in a small group context at youth group. And definitely by the time I was in year 11, there was a youth group leader who could see that there was a bunch of us who didn't have Christian homes and perhaps might go the way that a lot of his friends had which was sort of be Christian and excited in the youth group and then kind of drift away and so he actually chose to mentor us as a bunch and gathered us together for a weekly bible study group and I guess we didn't know it at the time but he was really intentional about wanting us to grow as Christians and stay Christians and support each other to be Christians so I guess I had that kind of relationship with him but also then with that bunch of friends and then when I went to uni I don't think I was necessarily kind of seeking it out but part of the model of the AFES uni ministry is that a staff worker or older Christian will try and meet with all the first years or as many of them as they can I guess and so yes I did meet with a staff worker who was way more experienced and mature than I was and we read the bible and prayed together and it was really beneficial. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. Well, what did you think of the book, Taryn? I loved it. <laughs> well, one of the reasons was that it touches on all the fears and objections that we quite naturally have. So, uh, you know, for me, I was thinking to myself as a 20-something-year-old, so-and-so would never want to meet with me. They're going to be too busy. It's going to be too much of a commitment. And she addresses those kind of objections that people have and the fears that we have and, and the excuses that we make as well. And I found that really 
helpful. And I also love that it's a guided process. And so there's no commitment to be this person's best friend for the rest of their life. That you can work through this book and that can come to an end or it can carry on. There's no hard and fast rules, um, but the process is guided and there's some wonderful questions. And it's a very gentle introduction to somebody else that you might not know all that well. Um, and and yet some really good questions are asked along along the way. And there's opportunity to read the Bible, to unpack a text together. There's no expectations that you're a theological student. And it, it addresses all those things, which I think is really, it's just really great. So for people who are interested in having that kind of connection, maybe an older woman, younger woman kind of connection, to have something like this to guide the process really makes it a lot easier. And there's so much you can get out of it, which is great. Mm. What about you? Yeah, so it's it's a book about mentoring as well as a book for mentoring, yes. isn't it? And I actually really like that about it. So especially at the beginning, as you were saying, it it sets up and is quite explicit about what expectations you have and what expectations the mentee and the mentor have and it's all in the book so it's all open and transparent and so you know what they're reading they know what you're reading and you can discuss it together with that in mind so I feel that's helpful because if you're a bit shy about broaching the idea that can we just do it for a year the book just does it for you yeah (laughs) which I actually find quite a relief but then yeah it gets you into God's word and it gets you covering a whole lot of key topics which you could do with a friend you could do with someone older you could do with someone younger and yeah like I said I I found the questions really helpful and I think I liked too that it was quite prescriptive and quite achievable like you read a chapter here's some questions to think about before you meet and here's some things to discuss when you meet like it's quite prescriptive so if you were in the mentor position you wouldn't actually really need to have done it before or to really know that much you could just use the book to get you going but then also the questions are so good that they really open up yeah they don't close off they allow I've got my arms open wide (laughs) (laughs) they really open up to I think probably some really fruitful conversations and prayer yeah Melissa the author she has a really helpful analogy I think it's in the first chapter when she talks about how how when she was with her dad when she was a little girl her dad was helping a, a young tree that had been damaged in a storm to um, you know to grow again and just to become a healthy tree and he tethered to it, it to an, an older tree that was sturdy and she used that imagery and she says um, when I asked him why he was tying the two trees together he explained that the older tree could offer support and strength to prevent the younger tree from growing askew The older tree had withstood years of winds and storms. Just by standing beside the younger tree, it offered stability. And this image comes to mind whenever I think about discipleship. Essentially, the mentoring relationship is one in which a younger woman is tethered to a more mature believer for a season so that she might grow firm in her faith and be equipped for ministry. And this I liked. Just as the older tree doesn't make the younger tree grow, the water and the sun does that. The mentor isn't responsible for the spiritual growth of the mentee. God does that. She's simply standing beside the younger woman, offering the strength she's gained as God has grown her through the years. And I thought that was a really beautiful, apt picture of what's going on Mm, with an older woman, younger woman. What would you say to the older woman who is panicking right about now, going, I don't have anything to offer. I'm not really spiritually mature. I've got a long way to go. 
you know, what can I possibly actually offer somebody who is younger than me? What would you say to somebody like that? I would say buy this book yeah, and have a read honestly because I think it is nice and gentle and encouraging and helps you see, oh, yeah, I, I can do that. Um, but I'd also say, look, we are all of us who are listening to this podcast, unless you are 10 years old, you are an older woman to someone and you're also a younger woman to someone, mm. unless you're 110. Um, but, you know, <laughs> all of us are an older woman and a younger woman and I guess it's a matter of looking at yourself and the gifts that God's given you and the situation you're in, whether you could possibly take up this ministry of, of meeting with someone one-to-one and mentoring them. And if so, or if it's tickled your fancy ever, I think it is an excellent non-threatening book to help you get going with it. I think I've also been reminded, actually just in the last week, um, on Sunday there was a dedication service at our church for a little baby and there was a lovely reminder from Psalm 22 that God's people hear of his good works and pass them on to the next generation. You know, they've heard of it from the generation before. They pass it on to the next generation and to generations as yet unborn. Just this mm. idea that what we know of God, we do need to keep passing on. That is a, a beautiful, rich tradition in yeah. our Christian history. But also that... It's not about us and whether we're good at it or whether we're feeling equipped Mm. enough. It's about God and pointing our older or younger sister to God. And we're not impressive. We're not meant to be impressive. Mm. Like if we stumble or if we say the wrong thing or even if we're embarrassed that our prayers aren't eloquent enough, if we're all of a sudden in that older woman relationship, it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter. Because it's actually about God's the impressive one. We're never going to be impressive. Even if our prayers might sound impressive to our own ears, it's, it's not that. Mm. It's about God having the glory ultimately. Yeah. I actually think there's enormous value in coming with that sense of I don't have it together to go, I am still learning myself. I am unsure. I am um, vulnerable. And to communicate that to the other person because there's so much value in in that honesty and um, and there's much to be learned through that as well. Uh, yeah, if we come trying to be something that we're not, it's it's not going to be nearly as effective as if we're just we, we are open about the fact that we're fallible human beings and we mess things up. Um, Last week at our church, we had uh, an evening, an outreach evening, where women tell their stories. And one of the women um, was sharing her story. But in her story, as she was talking about more recent years, she spoke about how things are hard at the moment. And there's some big things. And she didn't say what they were specifically. Yeah, but this is somebody you see you know, every week at church. And I think it'll be easier, easy in front of a huge crowd to want to wrap things up and tie them up nicely. You know, life was hard and then God came along and he fixed everything up and now it's wonderful. You know, we want to be able to have, to be in that part of the story. But she's not and she was honest about that and I think that was very powerful actually. And I had an experience this week as well where a young adult woman and I got to catch up uh, through unexpected circumstances And she said to me, one of the reasons why she felt that she could talk to me was because I've been around 
at lay church and which is predominantly young adults as you know and so we've been going and we haven't been nearly as consistent as we should be Craig and I who we were actually asked by one of another young adult and they said oh we haven't seen you around lately and we just felt they didn't rebuke us but we felt rebuked and you know I felt like God had rebuked us through this young man and so we went out oh, we need to show up and the, the, somebody had once said the ministry of showing up and uh, we went actually we need to show up and we did and and so it was kind of through being back again and this young lady who I met up with said it was over the last couple of years I guess of just having seen us around and you know seen us just smiling and making a bit of contact here and there and reaching out from time to time that she felt brave enough to ask me if she could catch up and talk about some heavy things that that were on her heart and I felt again rebuked by God in a good way and just so grateful that he could use me in a way that actually wasn't threatening. I, I, I didn't feel like I had to you know, be upfront or be somebody that I'm not or be somebody who's super spiritual you know, in, the, in the views of somebody else. It was just that contact. You know, that's, she spoke about smiling. <laughs> and I went, you know what? I know if I was her age, those are the things that I thought about older women the people I gravitated towards, the people I wanted to know, were the people who just showed interest in me. And it wasn't necessarily because I knew that they were going to be spiritually and theologically up there. It was that I felt like I could perhaps talk to them. And that was my experience at the book club, which I've spoken about before, where I was the youngest member, and the rest of them are quite a lot older than me. Um, there was no guided process or Bible study, but it was them living their lives right there in front of me that I learned so much from. So I think I would also want to encourage older women um, and younger women who are feeling a little nervous about something like this. You know, it's be who you are, come as you are, and just do it. Love it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Was there anything about the book that you didn't really like? Look... No, which makes me think I probably wasn't reading it critically enough because yeah. I'm sure there are some things that, you know, I would want to change or nuance or whatever. But actually, no, I just read it and enjoyed reading it and um, enjoyed thinking about the person who I'm going to read it with as yeah. in, you know, the process together. So, no. How about you? Same. I also I also had that sense of guilt of, did I actually read this closely enough? Because my general feeling is that it was really, really good. And I, to be honest, I read it quite a while ago. So I was trying to have a refresher skim this week, which wasn't very successful given the week I had. But yeah, I don't, there's nothing that that pops out as something that I have any concern with. Certainly no, nothing glaring, nothing to, there's no caveat. This book is great, but I don't have any caveats. Yeah. I, actually, do you know, it was a reminder of the depths of godly female authors and leaders that come out of the United States. Mm. So I think in Australia, you, I know, would have picked this up. We have a funny relationship with the United States because we're Australian <laughs> and so so much of American culture that we don't like, we want to kind of um, keep at arm's length at times. But it was just a reminder, wow, like it, America is a massive country and there are so many gifted godly leaders that, God is using to write books and lead radio shows and 
host podcasts and lead ministries and it was a nice little reminder to me of that and also just you know that reminder that you often have when you read a book that you really like that you just think oh never met her we've Mm. never had anything in common but she's a sister in Christ and we have so much in common Mm. because of that yeah and that that sense of excellence that you're talking about that America does well and produces things that are often very slick and well put together and you know there's there's people who've got a really good backgrounds and things um can sometimes come across really again like they've got everything together they are the pinnacle of what it means to be a godly christian person they are almost there you know they they're just one step away from from jesus and perfection (laughs) um and i remember reading books like that in my early 20s and having that sense that i was really missing the mark a lot of them a lot of those um more parenting kind of how-to manuals um, but what I really appreciated about Melissa is that she shared some stories that she didn't have to share, but they did, and they did not put her and her family in good light, but they were real and we could completely identify. She has this hilarious story about a Monopoly game that just went awry. I oh, know, and really badly, and she yeah. goes into detail about how badly. Yeah, <laughs> and she um, she throws herself under the bus, but she throws everybody under the bus, <laughs> and um and I, I remember reading that again this week and having a, a bit of a, a giggle because, you know, we can identify and yet you shouldn't have to share that story. And she could have just kept the stories that make her family look amazing and we would have gone, they're amazing, they're perfect, do they ever fight? But I really appreciated that honesty. And without it being, because sometimes ugh, in our society often, that I feel like there's been a pendulum swing towards putting your negatives out there in such a way that that's almost become the virtue I don't know if you've experienced that. Like almost the virtue of humility. Yes, so. yes. So it's 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 almost how much can I say about how awful I am and how you know how lazy I am or how all those kind of things and they they've become almost you know these vices have become almost virtues in the way they're spoken about and it can be quite gratuitous I think as you know look at me I'm so transparent I'm showing all my terrible things sometimes I feel like the pendulum can swing in that way and I don't think she does that I think she's got a very real honest transparent but balanced view of things and and keeps coming back to the bible keeps coming Mm. back to how we should be living and encouraging us to encourage one another in gospel goodness which is really cool Mm. (laughs) I really like that so here's a question Mm. I generally when I meet up with someone read a book of the bible and pray and then as the weeks go on we talk about how life's going we read a part of the bible and then we pray together what do you think this book offers that that style of mentoring doesn't hmm i think maybe it's it's that guided process again that you're talking about because um i mean that's exactly how i've done bible reading with others as well the way you spoke about um and the possible pitfalls of that is having uh, you know it's just ending up not talking about bigger things it should quite naturally come out through the bible study and as you grow in your relationship and there's more depth then we are more likely to talk about bigger things but this kind of uh, because of the guided questions from time to time some of them are touching on things that maybe you wouldn't have spoken up before Um, and some of the questions are very specific to what it looks like to live as a Christian, how you relate to your family, how you relate to the church, what your role is in the church. And that I really like. 
Also, what I like about it is that the book is asking the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, completely. I agree. Yeah, so for the men- person who's feeling like, oh, I, I really feel like I need to challenge my mentee. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like we're close enough for me to make that challenge. It's not me, it's the book. It's Melissa who's asking the question. And the question's asked of both of you. And so it's not, I'm pointing fingers at you, Chicky. Where are you in your Christian life? Yeah, that's But a good it's point. actually, it's me too. And it gives me, as if I was the older woman in that situation, an opportunity to be honest about my failings or how God has grown me in that particular area. Um, so, yeah. I, that's, I that's so good. true, actually. I hadn't thought about that, that two-way aspect because depending on the personality and the Christian maturity of a mentee, they might never ask those questions or feel they have permission to or there might not be space it might be more one way but I think Mm. yeah this by having the book ask the questions it is more out there but yeah I completely agree it it brings up those topics that often would naturally bubble up and arise out of the bible passage but this just makes sure that you Mm. are addressing a few really key areas about um, your relationship with God and yeah, relationships with family. And the one I really like too, because it can be a bit of a hard one to bring up out of the blue, is ministry and serving. I yes. think it, that's a really good topic to have almost a third party sort of asking the questions. Mm. Um, I think often because, I don't know, often because I've been in various positions of leadership, I've felt like, oh, I don't want to put a pressure on the person that I'm talking to about being involved in ministry in local church or uni ministry or whatever I think it's yeah I felt quite liberated by that idea that the book was asking those questions yeah Mm. yeah and I I think if you also a new Christian you might be a bit scared about all these things that Christians do in church and now I have to be on some roster or (laughs) how does this work and this is a a gentle way of um, encouraging people towards serving and really explaining the the biblical reasons and principles behind that and um, unpacking what early church looks like today um, things like that which I think is great so yeah each chapter will deal with a different aspect of um, um, you know life as a Christian Um, so things like how to serve that would be chapter 10 and and not just in the church, but uh, in your communities and with your families. And and again, not this massive, you've got to be in the Mother Teresa of your neighborhood, but this just really good ways of thinking through and challenging people to live intentionally for the gospel, for others. Um, and then dealing with things like temptation and um, your family and your friendships and how to do that intentionally. Uh, praying like what praying looks like and and um, doing that together and doing that alone Um, sharing your faith evangelism deals with that Um, and at no point is there a big um, project or homework that requires you to do things that that will be impossible to do in a week Um, it's really is just really practical and helpful and I would recommend it. Now, we've been talking a lot about mentor-mentee. What about peers? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that, and that sounds like completely fake, but I really am because (laughs) I was thinking about it and forgot to mention it. Um, Yeah, I personally, I find it really easy to meet with someone who's maybe 
10 years younger than me or 20 years younger than me to read the Bible and pray with them either ongoing or just as a bit of a one-off or even lead a Bible study group. But the peer one, I have found much more challenging for myself to lead people who are my age or even older than me. I just, mm. I just find it challenging. I find it, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but yeah, I guess I don't want them to think that I think that I'm better than them or something yeah. like that. It's yeah, a bit ridiculous. <laughs> oh, which is just terrible, isn't it? So actually, I think this book would be a lovely, hey, do you want to read this book together? And it wouldn't really matter who was the mentee or the mentor mm. because you're all reading, you're both reading the whole thing. You're both benefiting from going through the questions and discussing together. So, yeah, yeah I think... I probably would have appreciated this for meeting up with peers and maybe I should use it in meeting with someone who is a friend. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same. And um, what, I, what I would suggest is if you're in that situation where you have a friend that you'd love to read the Bible with or read this kind of book with is to approach it on the, hey, you know, this is, this is talking about mentoring, but actually I just think it's great for Christian women full stop. Like, would you want to read it with me? Um, and oh, they talk about mentors and mentees, but let's just, you know, assume we both and, and, and just go into it like that because yeah. we can learn at any given time. I reckon one person might be in a position where they do have more life experience in a particular area mm. and can offer more of a mentor role for that chapter or that aspect and, mm. and read it like that. But even if with a friend, you know, you have been a Christian for 20 years longer than them or, for whatever reason, you are more of the mentor. I feel like the book um, addresses and takes out any of that. They better than it's a, like the it, mentor is better than the mentee. Yeah, the hierarchy it, thing. Just, thing. There's no, there's no hierarchy. Yeah, you're yeah. just sisters. Well, should we finish up with a couple of basic questions then? Mm, go for it. Who should buy this book and read it, Taryn? Mm. So I think any Christian woman would benefit, and actually just about any age. Um, obviously, if you're working through this with a much younger child, would probably be not the most ideal, but you could adjust things, depends on the age. And yeah, I reckon a 15-year-old would be able to read it. Yeah, I reckon teenagers up. Yeah, and, and so, it's probably an audio book. Uh, thinking of people who prefer to listen rather than... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is on mm. audio. But where can people get it? Oh, I'll answer that one, Taryn. <laughs> so if you are a Lydia Project listener, you can buy this book from The Wandering Bookseller, and that's wanderingbookseller.com.au, wandering with an A. And we have a partnership with Wandering Bookseller because we love what they do, and they have made a generous offer to make all of the books for the Lydia Project podcast book club. So there's five that we've looked at this year make all of them available on their website for a 15% discount if you enter the little Lydia Project code that will be clear when you get there to the website. And also part of that partnership involves Wandering Bookseller supporting Lydia Project with a small percentage of the profits from the books that you as listeners buy through that method. And that's great because that enables us to continue the work of the podcast by paying for things like our hosting of the site and editing software and things like that so yes if you would like to do that and buy the books from wanderingbookseller.com.au we think that would be excellent absolutely absolutely any last big takeaways for you from the book 
oh, it actually makes me excited mm. about mentoring yeah. and and actually doing it. So I guess the big takeaway is if you too are a listener and you're excited, can I just recommend that you, at this point of the year, think about what 2022 is looking like for you and maybe pray for someone to read this book together with or even read the Bible with. You don't even have to do it with this book. It's free country. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, think about putting that in your in your plans for 2022. Yeah. And I, and I would maybe even suggest a fun thing to do might be to buy two copies. And... So glad you said that, actually, because I bought one and gave it to the girl that I'm meeting up with and had to borrow it back for this podcast. But yeah. also we really need two copies because yeah. you want to be fresh when you read the yeah, chapter. Definitely. So you do need a copy each. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'd encourage people to think about it, pray about it, pray about who you might want to read this kind of book with. Buy two copies mm. and... Um, We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Lydia Project. We would love you to share this episode with others, whether that be by word of mouth, social media, or leaving a review on iTunes. You can find us on most platforms using the handle at TLPCWCW. Music is Wholesome 7 by Dave Depper, and voiceover is by me, Jennifer Mary. 